0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Say we, in two years,
1: he does it, and he's still 4-0 against Mahomes, and Mahomes has one, and Burrow has one. Then I think you can, you can say, like, there's really no argument at that point because you've got the record over him and you got the same number of rings. Right now, Mahomes has the ring advantage. You have to say that. We ain't talking seven
2: to nothing here.
1: No, it's not. Or six to nothing. No, Jordan not. Lebron, lebron has got to catch him. But it's a Super Bowl. It's hard to win. One is one is more than zero.
2: Yeah. Well, dude's on a mission. Get ready.
1: It could happen. It could happen. It could.
2: Get I- ready to have your mindset shifted on who the best quarterback is in the league, because you still ain't. I'm already there. What
1: do you? Let me ask you this: What do you want from Mahomes? What do you need from him? Why don't you love him? And accept him.
2: I need more Super Bowls. Damn. Damn. To the degree that he has been crowned, you got to follow it up with more Super Bowls. Do you think, Otherwise, do you think And Burrow, I said this earlier it's just Aaron Rodgers. You, all this greatness and you didn't win enough. Again, in the way he's been crowned with a contract.
1: Let me ask you this. Well, Burrow's going to get that contract, Super Bowl or not. Let me ask you this.
2: Better believe it. And he, and he deserves. He's 5 and 1 in the playoffs.
1: Do you think if Burrow wins this weekend, he will beat any team that comes out of the NFC? Yes. Wow. Wow. You think he
2: beats either of the NFC teams? What don't you understand about my belief level in Joe Burrow?
1: I think I, 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 a I'm, lot.
2: I'm 100% convicted on this.
1: Wow.
2: He's on a mission.
1: You know, it, it wouldn't
2: matter it. it wouldn't matter if you put zero offensive linemen in front of him. Now you know he'd find a way to get it done and get that ball out of there. It's the and same it's not thing as last year, it's though. It's the weapons too, John. Like not to take anything away from Jamar and those guys because that's it. I mean, it makes it easier for him, get that ball out. They can turn it up, make huge plays. It's the it's that offense, it's the weapons, but it's how cool he is in the middle of it all. Because again, you could put another guy in that situation. They're going to get a little
1: shaky with with a line like that. Kansas City does not have the the ability to do what either the 49ers or the Eagles do, right? They don't have the sheer fierce defensive line. They're good, they're not that level. But isn't that what ultimately kept Joe from winning last year in the Super Bowl was Aaron Donald? Sure. Isn't that like, and so what's going to be different this year? Because the offensive line is still the same. It's still the same problem, is my question.
2: What's going to be different? Well, none of those teams have Aaron Donald, John. I know they've all got great lines, and they're all able – 49ers and Philly are both able to get great pressure on you, but it's not Aaron Donald. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It's, I know, it, it's I, not I, as much about that as it is about getting that ball out of there.
1: Well, I, I really – He
2: doesn't have to depend on his legs like Patrick Mahomes does. Well, wow. Because he's going to get it out of there. Y'all talk
1: about Pat Mahomes like he's Vic.
2: No, no. Joe Burrow makes it look easier. Because than Patrick Mahomes does
1: because the pirou- the pirouette before the game no
2: because every because he doesn't need offensive linemen. Well, they went out and spent all that money to upgrade that offensive lineman. Had three starters out, still beat the Bills up in Buffalo. By the way, now with the whole Hamlin thing going on.
1: Well, and that and that in and of itself and that was
2: supposed to be powerful, and it was powerful. It was.
1: Them folks believed, even though like you know, there's these rumors out there about how it's a clone because he wouldn't show his face. That was very Yeah, weird.
2: No, that TMZ's already so, shot that down. Why do
1: you think he wouldn't show his face though? Like I, I kind of I, I did find that weird. I I I knew it was him, but it was like the whole like anonymous thing, you know, with the hood and the mask. Like I just kind of found that just a little uh, but I, he's been through a lot, so I don't know. Exactly. It just feels like I would like. What are
2: we questioning? You want him to pull it down and and cheese for the camera?
1: I, I don't know. I don't know what I expect. I we just...
2: think the bills are lying that that no, wasn't No, I DeMar, know they're not lying. You know I it know, was him. Yeah, I
1: know it was him. Man. So I'm there's no s-
2: conspiracy. I don't understand why people are so caught up in this. Well, I, and then TMZ because, shot it down. They like yeah. doubled down on it just
1: because he like was like there was another picture. He was shrouded. Sure. He was like n- like he didn't give any interviews. He didn't you know take his hood off at any point. Like he didn't take you know I was just, just odd. That's all. It's a, it was a homecoming. You know, but it was like you got people out here saying, <laughs> clone, man, I don't know."
2: I do. I'd have been shrouded too up in that cold weather. Coming through what he just came through, heart stopped. Everything else. Well, I tell you what, man. Nobody. In, nobody see my face.
1: Nobody in Cincinnati is going to be more disappointed than you are on Sunday when when Mahomes finally gets number one against Burrow. I think you're going to be. You're going to. You're going to. Is that going to be something
2: to brag about, John? What Mahomes finally beating Burrow? Another
1: Super Bowl appearance on one leg. You damn right. No,
2: it's like you're due. Well, no, it's not something. To, this is what you're supposed look, to do. What are we talking they, about here? That's not something to brag on. Look, you be you finally beating Joe Burrow. That man ain't got no offensive line. What are we talking about here? Look, get into another Super Bowl. You're sports. supposed to. Yeah. That's what you're built to do, Casey. Will you be impressed if he does it? If yeah, dude, I'm not. Hey, please don't turn this into a Jason's hating on Patrick Mahomes segment because it's not that. Always held him in high regard. We just never see anything like this, dude. Joe Window. Whole career is a window.
1: When did, when, did it, when did it start? What, when he said that and continue to back it up. He's Ja. Do oh. you believe in Ja? He's Ja. Because when, when – Yes, we, I've said it. When if he was Joe coming Burrow out – Joe Burrow is the Ja Morant of the NFL. But when he, he was coming says out, it, though – He backs it up, everything else. But isn't it more – isn't Ja more Mahomes in terms of the physical stuff, though, in terms of, like, what Mahomes can do on a football field? Like, Burrow just produces. Burrow just finds ways, right? But – Mahomes is the guy that's gonna like go between his legs and behind his head and no look and close his eyes and go to the direct.
2: He's gonna be doing that with them excuses after this loss too. Oh, oh
1: man, we gotta watch the game together.
2: He's gonna be real dynamic with the excuses. Mahomes we, will be.
1: We gotta watch the game together. That'll that be that'll be, that be a blast. Hey, go watch the Patrick Mahomes uh, video he put out on Twitter. It'll get you fired up, man.
2: If he ain't spinning and throwing the ball in the snow before they're going out and beating the <laughs> Buffalo Bills, it ain't magical like that.
1: Yeah, that, that that should be an NFT, huh? They should make that an NFT. It would go for a lot. The the snow pirouette. It the, was. It the was. Dude fears nothing. It no, wasn't uh, so
2: much the throw or anything no, I else. Love the, I love the Jim. fact that this dude's doing. He's spinning like like he ain't got anything that riskier. Like he like he doesn't have the game of his life in
1: front of him. Yeah, like, like he's not out on the road and to fearing me this, defeat. To me, this is arguing about like you know, Brady Manning. I mean, yes, you Brady get has the advantage because of the rings, but in terms of ability. They were very, and, and some people might argue that Manning, you know, was better. Some people would argue that from a talent standpoint. Um, but it feels like, you know, we're sort of like, I mean, we acknowledge that these are the top two, you know, period. I don't even know. My biggest thing on Joe is
2: not, okay, I'm I'm in awe, obviously, of, of the coolness, the poise, all that. But it's too, the whole thing about quarterback evaluation and how Ohio State, isn't that where he was before he transferred to LSU? Like how he's never on the field for, like what made you think this dude that's this great was not the guy? Like how did we miss on that? How did they miss on it? How did we miss on it? Can 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 you produce more like that? Like is it are you capable of gaining greatness in the last 1 to 2 years of your college career and all that? You know what I'm saying? He wasn't marked at the very beginning in a way and it just all leads to greatness. No, it's it's like hell he was passed up. Was. How many of those are there out there? That's that's the the thing, the other part of Joe's story that I'm amazed by is this how fast it's happened. Yeah. There, this, there this is this revelation. There this, is
1: some jaw to that story.
2: A right? 100% so a little bit, a little bit. Now, Joe was still at the big schools.
1: Yeah, he went to Ohio State and, and LSU, right? Yeah,
2: he was still at the big schools, and he, and he won a national championship. But it happened so quickly, the ascension to literally, we're arguing whether he's the, one, the best quarterback in the league. It's come together so fast. What does that say about, you know, our evaluation of QBs, how you pick them, all that, kinds of, all that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. He has been awesome. You couldn't measure that
2: man's moxie.
1: I'm excited. I just hope Mahomes plays. I don't want to see Chad Henne out there. I just want I want this to be Burrow versus Mahomes, number four, for all the marbles.
2: Well, for my man Mark Healy, close friend. I hope the Chiefs win, but I'm I just I'm locked in on Joe B.
1: I respect it. Uh, all right, we'll come back. Trisha Crick will join us. We'll talk to her about this matchup. How do you bet this? Can you bet this right now? Uh, we'll talk to her about that. Uh, Grizz Kings, all that and more. Stick around, Jason and John. time FM. Yes.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.
1: The Live Love Memphis Group at the Real Estate Agency is here to serve you. They want to help guide you through the home buying process. Make sure you know exactly what you're getting into, making the right informed decision if you're on the selling side, helping you make the most money for your home is what they did for Jason. Maybe you feel like your, your situation is just dire, that it's hopeless, but it's not. It never is. Let the Live Love Memphis Group show you exactly how... They do. Reach out, Soul to Live, Love, Memphis.com. The biggest
2: make- mistake I made was not calling. And I've told this story. I was in fear, made all these assumptions of what I was going to have to do to get my home on the market. Thought I was going to have to sink thousands and thousands in, so I didn't even want to hear it. So I thought I already knew what was coming. And Jennifer Karstensen, thankfully, came and told me, no, fool, that's not the way it's going to go here. Here's what you're going to put into it, which wasn't thousands and thousands. Here's what we're going to sell it for, and then we're going to go help you find your dream home. It's a pretty good experience. In fact, it was a life changing experience, real talk, for me and my family. Uh, we'll forever be indebted to Jennifer Carsonson and her team. And like I said, she's in it for all the right reasons. She's trying to make Memphis a better place. She wants you to get out of that renting situation, get you into home ownership. She can show you the path. 901-625-5200. Again, 625-5200 is the number. Call it or email them It's sold at LiveLoveMemphis.com. It is the livelovememphis Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agency.
1: All right, so what do we got here? What do we got over here? Over at ESPN.com. New Bracketology is out thanks to Joe Lenardi. And you're wondering where Memphis is, aren't you?
2: Yes. Like, technically, it is the most recent came out yesterday.
1: You want to know. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, okay. you, you, you want to know where the bop da bop a Have they moved up with their three-game winning streak? I can tell you that they have, Jason, because there is an arrow that is pointing up next to their name. Hey, that's good. Right now, um, Joe Linardi has the University of Memphis as a 10 seed in the East taking on Ed Cooley and Providence. Uh, should they win, they would more than likely be faced with a rematch of Kansas from the 2008 national championship game. So
2: how about it? And you'd have Joey on the staff.
1: Yeah, you have Joey on the staff. That'd be great. Kansas lost last night to Baylor.
2: Yeah, man. Yep. So. Old Tang took him out a couple games ago.
1: Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, your one seeds right now: Tennessee, Houston, uh, Alabama, and Purdue. So Kansas State's got to be a the first two then, right? I I mean at this point they would have to be. Yes. Aren't they top 3 yeah. or top 5 now in the yeah. rankings? Yeah. Yes. So they're a two seed in the uh in the south, but not in the Midwest, which is kind of odd. Anyway, um yeah, that's the uh that's the bragatology uh as of today. I mean, I think that sort of underscores how important that win at Cincinnati was. And maybe not so much the win, but the, but the not losing, right? Like, I don't think uh, – I mean, it's a quad two. It's not
2: – No, yeah, it's quad two. Metrically, it helped you, John. Yeah. You moved up to 37 yeah. at the net. Like, it helped. Right. And because, you know, that's a decent Cincinnati team, it does. Yep. The, you, you cannot lose at home. And if you can go pick up a couple of these road ones, you can really help yourself metrically. Remember, Memphis is 9-0 and in quad three and four opportunities. So, unlike some of the, uh, you know, in terms of teams ranked ahead of them, some of the better teams, college basketball, Memphis doesn't have a bad loss. That's 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 important, and especially, you know, as things are starting to – you know, maybe break your way in terms of the non-conference schedule that you played and now some of what those teams have done. We saw Seton Hall go out and get a win over UConn. Like, all of that helps your numbers metrically. And from that standpoint, yeah, based on where they were just, what, two, three games ago to where you are now, your back was against the wall. At one point, now it's sort of off. You were an 11 seed at one point. You're in the play-in, you know. At least from Gennardi, uh, L- Joe Lenardi's standpoint, you've moved up a couple spots now to number 10 based on the way you've played. Remember, two of those three were road wins. You know? <clears throat> Even getting Temple, John, the Temple road win because they're able to go into Houston and get a win looks a lot better for you, especially considering where you got it. All that right now is adding up metrically. So it's kind of, you know, at a at a time where uh, a lot of questions. Hey. What's happened back was against the wall. Some things have started to come together for the Tigers. And, look, they could use some of that, frankly, because you you put together this non-conference schedule, hoping that it's one of the best in the country and helping helps you through the season because those teams continue to win. That's starting to come again. And, listen, the health factor right now, you're playing through that. So, you know, some good things happening, some things looking up for, for Penny Hardaway. Hopefully you can continue that against some very, you know, And some very winnable games like SMU. You put together a nice little streak here before you get Houston, what, in February?
1: Yeah, and I think by then you'll really be feeling good about sort of where, I mean, again.
2: Especially if Malco's back.
1: Presuming that you do what you are supposed to do here um, and not lose again until then. I mean, you do have UCF at the crib. The game before that could be that could be treacherous.
2: Look at them since the Memphis win.
1: Yeah, they, they have, have not, dropped off. They They're
2: have. no longer in in bracketology. Like they've dro- At one point, they would moved ahead of you yep. with the win, but they've they've dropped off since that Memphis win. Look like handling success might have been a little tough one. Well, I huh? think
1: they they don't have their uh, their dude. Oh man. yeah,
2: yeah. Well, second leading scorer, yeah. leading assist man. Yeah. But there was another guy. Well, I, maybe the center's back. Remember, the center didn't play that game against Memphis. Yeah. Um, but it's probably – it's more that second
1: guy. No, nah, I don't – you're talking about Michael Durr? He didn't play in the most recent one. Really? So, yeah. So they, they're, so they they're short So, yeah,
2: I mean – How far look, have they dropped at the net? Because they have been impressive for a minute.
1: Right? That's just – that's a that's one that's going to
2: – Yeah, they're down to 56.
1: That's gonna, that loss is going to sting. Yikes. That loss is going to – and it's not a bad loss because it, you know, it was a double overtime, you know, what whatever. UCF was quad one right at the time. Um, so it shouldn't – it shouldn't hurt you too bad, but um it's still a game Memphis should have won. Yeah, lost
2: to 2 Lane in South Florida since. So Memphis would probably
1: be a 9 seed right now had they not lost that game. Had they won it. Um but yeah, I mean I think you know, you look at you look at Memphis's schedule coming up. They're only going to get healthier. Um you know, they did win on the road at Temple. They won on the road at Cincinnati. Look, you cannot take these wins on the road for granted because they're so damn hard to get.
2: That's what I'm telling you. They're like hard the, the, to get. The, Especially the two out of the last three being on the road, those have really
1: helped and you And Memphis metrically. was a three-and-a-half-point and underdog at Cincinnati, uh-huh. by the way. I mean, they were an underdog at UCF. Should have won. They were a four-and-a-half-point favorite at Temple. Did win. Didn't cover Uh but they were three and a half point dog at. I don't think they'll be an underdog again until they play Houston. They I won't.
2: Just, I was just about to tell you that. You yeah. Kind of judge it by Ken Palm. It's yeah. The only two projected losses the rest of the way are the two Houston games. Yeah. He's got the home one a six point loss to Houston and the road one a thirteen point loss. But yeah. everything else a W for me. So
1: Memphis is fifteen and five right now. They should be nineteen and five going into. Uh, excuse me. They should be one, two, three, four, five, six. They should be twenty one and five going into that game against Houston. You know, that's on the road. So I'll give him 21 and six, but then you'll, you should be 22, 23, 24. You should be 24 and six going into your home finale uh, against Houston on March 5th at 11. 24 and six. And, and I think that is, you're 100% in the tournament at 24 and six. You're 100% in.
2: Watch it, Tyler, February 8th. There. He's like up to the third leading score in the league.
1: They're kind of. Good did you now. see him
2: at thirty three the other night? Yeah, they're kind of good now. Now you got to give Penny credit. Push out Nolly Tyler. He's two and zero against both of them. He is. All right. So in the end, one last. He can tell you, you know, I did what I did, and you and I beat them folks. But now Tyler gonna get his last shot. You know he's shooting all the bullets out, and he's been red hot mm-hmm. of late. He is up to third leading
1: score in the league. How yeah, about that? But you're right. Penny got the last laugh.
2: Oh, he did. He beat both of
1: them. Very, very uh, soprano of a uh, penny to not only you know run him off, but then beat him. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean that's a that's a guy.
2: That's that a, was pretty good. A that was god- how the guy. got to John in. That was pretty good. I don't got them. You like the show? You like that white comic down there?
1: It's a it's a oh, Rick in- Ingram. Ingram. It's a very god. It's a very Godfather like move. You know, like he knew they like they transferred in the league because they wanted to crack at him. I and mean, Penny didn't pull. He's
2: like, I don't want to lose them, guys. Right. Like, he'll tell you, too. Don't it's not that. like oh, It's yeah. not like the rest of these guys say, no, it's oh, just yeah. another game. Penny's like, oh, I don't want to lose those dudes.
1: Yep. And they have not. And they have not thus far. So, anyway, Memphis is a 10 seed uh, right now over at Bracketology. you got to think uh, it only goes up from here until they play Houston. Hopefully it's an so. opportunity. It's an opportunity for sure when they get them on February 19th. We'll come back. Trista Crick's going to join us. We'll talk to her about how you bet these, uh, these conference championship games. We will let her say her piece about the Kings. Yeah. We have to, this is just what we have to do. Uh, all that and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 90 Turner Family, ESPN. Yeah, both of them bad
2: city. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM, ESPN. her
0: bestie and turn up. Let's go. her bestie and turn up. Someone got that all of them pretty. Got that bag and all of She told me she hit me, i come to her city. I'm trying to go shopping. I'm biking, a am winning. My cup all that purse. she the hit me. It's time to take our medicine.
1: And that's just the way it goes. Trista Crick, the host of Better MGM tonight, she joins us every Tuesday. She is here now. It is about that time. Hello, Trista.
3: Oh, guys, are you are you how are we feeling? How are we doing?
1: It's like a. It's like a. Uh, it is this is therapy. And talk it through.
3: That's yeah, yeah. Let's talk it through, sp- guys. Sp- let's sprawl talk out it on, on the
1: couch. Well. You know, I'm having uh I'm having sad feelings right now.
3: I said to your producer, I said, Well at least you can say John and Steven Adams.
2: Yeah, so. we we've used it. We're gonna to continue to use that. It's
1: a big one. It's a big yeah. one in our in our pocket. It's like the big thing we've yeah. got.
3: Yeah, it was a beatdown, though, boy. <laughs> I tell you what, that's that's not a great score. And then you you put that on top of the Lakers' loss, and now there's some there's just a little bit of a little bit of nicks on the on the armor, a little bit of uh, tarnish on the armor.
1: Yeah, like the the, the Grizzlies, oh, well, the Grizzlies woke the Lakers up. Like what the like uh, it's crazy. They're out here making deals now. They've won a couple in a
3: row. I mean, it's crazy. Forced them to make a trade for Rui Hachimura. All of a sudden... They, st- they started believing. They're like, oh,
1: yeah, now we can do this.
3: $3,000 cardigan and his Dior Jordan 1. What would it take for you guys to scrap multiple professional athletes in a pair of $10,000 Jordans and $3,000 undersized hand-knit cardigan?
2: I... Will you please explain to John you just did I was trying, he was trying to get on shannon's outfit yesterday, and I just thought ridiculously because again, if he could afford something like that he'd wear it even if it looks I would like not, a, I would, a, a I would not ever wear even that. if it looks like a quilt. I, uh, even if like a should. stylist put that together do you understand that
1: that's what Trist is telling you I right think there. the stylist should apologize to shannon <laughs> <laughs> send that man out there Wish that damn outfit
3: he became an instant meme, but he I think the only thing that was wrong with the cardigan was just how much it looked like Bruce Banner when he turns into the Hulk suddenly and he doesn't have the clothes on. I mean, Shannon is a big man. What is he, probably 285 still, 275? He is doing a lot of – his muscles were doing a lot of work through that cardigan. If you see the actual model that was wearing it, closer to John Mm. stature, Closer – it's closer to John's stature. I'll just say that Okay. it was doing
1: some drapage. I'm I'm not sure what the uh, implication there is, but you know, a lot of people. Just have,
3: a normal man. Just a normal
1: man. Let me let me say something. There's absolutely nothing normal. about Very my
2: average, right, Tristan? There's
1: absolutely nothing normal about it. Average. It's extraordinary. Many people are saying. Many people are saying it's an extraordinary. Like it's a. Sound
2: like Trump. Oh. It's
1: a it's a towering stature yeah. in many ways. Many, in many
2: people are saying it.
3: Really? Yeah, lots of people. Lots of people say John Martin has abs. Lots of people say his body is uh, amongst gods like Thor, hey. a god of thunder hey. and Shannon Sharp, god of trolling Dylan Brooks. Are we going to talk about that Fashionova? Nova uh, that Dylan Brooks had on, or are we not? You talking, talking,
1: talking about the? You uh, talking about the 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 black His tank black top white and the jeans? Yeah, I yeah. didn't want I didn't want to we say the, about that? the politically correct term there. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. No, but that's what that's what it's always been called in in my life. I, I guess we're just calling it tight tank top. Stop. You know, nobody knows what the term.
1: Dylan is. is the perfect example, and 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 I love him, but he is the perfect example of a guy who got to the league and changed. Because when he came into the league, he was not this. Like he was like grimy. He was like he came from Oregon and he was like a second round pick and he was not flashy. Fast forward four or five years later. It's
2: still grimy, but it's grimy Hollywood. You know, yeah, a little like, bit more Hollywood a little bit dude I mean flashy. he
1: wore overalls yeah. with nothing underneath to the you know I mean statement. yeah. It's it's like I, I guess the league just changes you though, huh? Like you don't have a choice. I mean at a
3: certain point. You get money. And when you get enough of it, things will inevitably change. The restaurants that you go to, you're not going to find yeah. value or, or the, your, ta- your palate will change. You go to, you know, I used to go to Red Robin. No shade to Red Robin. <laughs> But I don't go to Red Robin anymore. Oh, uh, Trista got money now. (laughs) The
2: one here just got closed down um, too, Trista. I guess everybody got um, too big for Red Robin.
3: Yeah, (laughs) one level above the clucks and fries. You know what I mean? We're a couple of, maybe two levels above the clucks and fries. I don't want any guy that I date to take me to a chain restaurant because it's lazy, it's overpriced, and the food quality is not that good. But when I, was, you know, didn't have any money, a chain sounded good, you know? That's just how it goes. You end up putting on a light blue cardigan that's $3,000, and you say, okay, he probably borrowed that cardigan. That's probably not. I mean, if a stylist is giving that to him, it's probably like a one-time
0: mm-hmm. stunt-and-go
3: kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A stunt-and-go. I don't know if he's getting like a... What are those things, the the little boxes, you know, the little the little boxes of clothing that you put on and you rent them, right. like rent the runway? I don't think Shannon Sharp is renting the runway.
2: Did, did you think he hit the right notes with what he said on, on Monday in terms of his? No. No?
3: No. Good. Tell me no, what you think because cause we've all
2: said he did, so I want to hear the other side.
3: It, it, just, it just felt like he didn't really – he just wanted to bust out all the apologies, you know, and maybe he feels that way. Maybe he doesn't. But to me, it's like you're grown. If you're going to do it, then just like just do it and stand in your trolling nature on the court. It Obviously, he didn't want any smoke with Steven Adams. I'm glad he didn't mention Steven Adams. He, he didn't want any of that because Steven Adams looks a lot bigger than Shannon Sharp in real life, which is wild, right? But to me, it was like the, the apology for the apology's sake because probably someone told him to apologize, it felt very much like a PR a PR statement. And the apologizing to his stylist was wild because I think his stylist only styles him.
0: I,
2: like, so. I, I did find the stylist apology a little weird. I thought when his – it sounded like his voice cracked a little bit when he was talking about his family and his grandsons. At that point, I I, I was convinced that it was pretty genuine. But I I, I hear what you're saying. Here, here's the other thing, Tristan. It's probably he, true. That's he, probably true. He had said beforehand – like in other shows, hey, here's how fans should react, right? I mean, if he didn't go back on his own, forget having to be told to do it. He had said there's whole clips of it. Oh, you don't say these certain things to to players just because you bought a $5,000 ticket, and here he was in this situation letting Dylan Brooks get up under his skin and doing it. So I, 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 my guess is he didn't have – no one had to tell him on Monday because Lord knows with everything he said, he had been a hypocrite if he did not come out and – Offer some sort of seemingly genuine apology. That that's not to pro- arguable. Probably
3: point. his friends too. Yeah. Probably his friends and his family, family. Like, Bro, yeah, what? Family. Is, what are you doing? Yeah. What are? Why are you turning yourself into a meme over a, over a basketball game? Yeah. Over a. Why are you making LeBron James blindly defend your poor behavior, where he has to just say, "I'm with Shannon," no matter what he did. I don't care if he. Punch Dylan Brooks in the mouth. I'm standing down. I'm standing ten toes down with, with Shannon. So the whole thing was just a this league moment, you know? Yes.
1: Yes. Yes, yes it was. Wait. We're talking to Trista Crick, host of MGM tonight. Joined Sarah Segal Tuesday here on the show. And I just want to say I appreciate the grace that you have shown thus far. She has, really. You have shown way far more class and grace than I could ever hope to.
3: You know, it's just a game of basketball, and at this point, uh, we've got ourselves a little baby Kings-Memphis Grizzlies rivalry, and I love to see it. I love to see it. I love to see two young, scrappy, fast athletic guards. Well, but one could say, I don't want to sound like a troll, but one could say that Jaw was ducking the Kings by not playing last
1: night. Now stop. Some, some did say that. Some did say he was ducking the air. Some did say
3: that. I would. I would not say that. I wouldn't say that. But I don't know why he didn't play at Golden One. I, I thought to myself, man, that would have been an awesome game to be at because the environment is so great. But if I had just gone all the way out to uh, to Sacramento and there was no jaw. I would have been very disappointed.
2: So you can help. Extremely disappointed. John, John helped you know, kind of schooled me on this, and I hadn't thought about it this way. We were talking about the Kings and where they are, and Lord knows with how close you are to them, how much you have watched them, you know too. So now the Halliburton trade was a good thing. Like would they, would, they wouldn't be in this same yeah. spot as the point that John was making. Well, Jason, they wouldn't be here if they, if they, if they've still got Tyrese Halliburton, they wouldn't be third with Demonis and everything you brought over. I guess that's the case where you look at that now if you're a Kings fan and everything's all good. I remember one time we were saying, what the heck were they doing?
3: Remember Jacoby said the league should step in.
2: Yep. Yep. I do. Yeah.
3: Because the trade was so lopsided. That's so shady to Demonis Sabonis. And I get it because he's just not the typical guy that you see as a star. And I, at some point, even as someone who loved Arvita Sabonis as a Portland Trailblazer fan, was kind of sus on Demonis. He's in Indiana. I'm not watching him a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing all the things that he, do, that he does. But – the man is just a walking 20 and 12 guy, yep. right? It's just nuts. And facilitating the offense through him. And he's immovable defensively now. The only person probably stronger than him in terms of movability is Stephen Adams. And Damanis Simonis is undersized, but he's gotten just a lot more tools in his toolbox. So, yeah, I think that that trade goes down as, Pretty much what the league was hoping trades would be when they instituted trades as a thing. Mutually beneficial, better for both players in their Mm -hmm. career arc, and better for both franchises in their their franchise direction, right? I don't think Indiana's as good with Miles Turner and Sabonis on it, and I don't think the Kings are as good with De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton on it because of just the overlap.
2: I think you're absolutely right.
1: All right, on to uh, championship weekend. How on earth do we bet, if we bet right now, this Chiefs-Bengals game?
3: To me, it's the Bengals or nothing. Because here's the thing, and everybody is just kind of, and I said this last week, all week, all I heard all week, and it was very concerning, even I said some of it as well, and then over time you're hearing yourself, you're hearing all these other pundits, and all they're talking about is the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line being a problem. Mm-hmm. All that that's the entire breakdown of why they couldn't cover five and a half points in Buffalo. Yep. Well, there are three offensive linemen is out. Alex Kappa, uh, Jonah Williams, Joe Burrow is not going to be able to have enough time. He's going to get sacked. He's under duress. And I said this, I said, well, wasn't he under duress all last year when they went to the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he under duress the year before when he was cooking? And he's been under duress at times even this year. So why, do, why is that the reason that he's going to lose the game, right? And, and to me, that was the only thing that anyone has as evidence. But the, the fact of the matter, and I saw this up close, I had pretty good tickets, and boy, was it gold, cold in Buffalo, and boy, was it snowing the entire time. He just gets the ball out too quick for the offensive line to matter, really. I mean, you're going to have to get pressure on him immediately. Your timing as a defensive lineman, your blitzes have to be on point. You're going to have to just really time up so that you're not offside and you're jumping off the line. But he's getting the ball out in like a second and a half, it feels like. All of his reads are super simple. He's shredding defenses. And so to me, if you've already beaten Pat Mahomes three times, on Pat Mahomes having two good legs, then why wouldn't he beat Pat Mahomes on one good leg in Kansas City when he's already done that twice before in Kansas City?
2: Yeah, John, <clears throat> everything she just said. Uh,
1: all that's facts, exactly. but I am on the other side of it. Um, now, this is with Mahomes in, not Henny. If Henny starts, then all of this is moot. But I think a couple of things. One, uh, the Chiefs offense is simply just not the Bills. Um, and, 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 and there's no doubt to me that that Bill's offense and that Bill's unit as a, as a team was one of the bigger disappointments of the season. Andy Reid is not Sean McDermott. And I also think you have to take into consideration here the snow. Uh, that was actually, I think, a hindrance to the Bill's defensive front getting a push on that offensive line because they weren't able to get off the ground as quickly because they okay. didn't have the footing. And that's not going to, as far as I know, there may, not, there may be snow in the forecast this weekend. I don't know. But I just I I find, I find that Andy Reid is going to be able to and and Steve Spagnuolo are going to be able to scheme up a a, a little bit more for Joe. Now it it may not matter. Like I any look, this is the AFC Championship game. No, No result would surprise me, but I think it's going to be closer to what Baltimore was able to do than what Buffalo was able to do, which is nothing. They were able to do nothing against Joe Burrow. Yeah, and
3: I think that's a good point. The thing that I'm interested in too is also how the Bengals' defensive front is going to be able to get to Mahomes because a high ankle sprain, one bad tackle, mm. and you are Tony Pollard. Yep. You know, yep. one bad hit, and it's, it's Toradol for you, Max, like in best case scenario. You're in the locker room. You're maybe on a stretcher, God forbid, right? So the fact that he's even going to be out there is super concerning. And the question I have for you too, John, is, Is it this number or is it the Chiefs to win? Because the Bengals opened up as two-point dogs. So would you be on the Bengals as two-point dogs or are you on the Chiefs because they're two-point dogs? So,
1: yeah, exactly right. It's about the current number. Um, I like Chiefs' money line. I think if you get get to three in any championship game, I think you have to take the points there blindly because they almost always are decided by three. Like there's very little margin. But I just – I kind of – and this is my opinion – I think the market is, as I understand it, I think they underreacted and underpriced Cincinnati last week against Buffalo. No doubt about it. And so I think this week they are overcorrecting, A, because of what the Bengals did to Buffalo, but also because I think they're overreacting to Mahomes' injury. Like, this is not Michael Vick. Yes, he has to get out of the pocket and do some dancing to get the ball down the field sometimes, but I still think on one leg... He's a top three QB in the league, so I think there's a little bit with the current number. I don't have a problem with Cincinnati being two point dogs. I think that's fair. I think two two and a half point favorite. I think that's jumping the shark a little bit. I don't think they should be laying two and a half in Arrowhead. I just I refuse to believe that. If if Mahomes is playing,
3: if Mahomes we're gonna have to see, we got ourselves a we got ourselves an old fashioned show bet. I just placed a bet on Cincinnati to beat the Niners, and I just placed a bet on Cincinnati to beat. Um, the Eagles. So plus 700 and plus 550. Sprinkle that. That's where I am. I think, and the question that I have for you guys, not to flip the script on you too much, but this is, we do conversations here. Uh, this is this uh, is an open ended. Absolutely. Yeah. We
1: want to keep it that way.
3: If, if Joe Burrow wins a Super Bowl in his third year, like Mahomes did, where do we put, and, you know, a, goes to a Super Bowl in his second year? Where are we putting Joe Burrow in the pantheon of best quarterbacks in the league right now? Is Does he take the number one spot currently from Mahomes?
1: Yes. I think he has to based on the head-to-head. Easy answers, yes. <clears throat> if he does all that, Tristan, yes. I think he has to. You're, you're not taking him to start a
2: franchise. You're not taking anybody over him if he does all that.
1: Especially with the offensive line yeah. deficiencies that he's always dealt with. Not dependent on legs. You know but i think i do think yeah. this though i think if joe burrow even if he wins on sunday but loses in the super bowl i still think mahomes deserves the edge over him because he has the even ring even
3: though joe burrow's beating them head to head multiple though. times joe burrow wasn't even in the league when mahomes got his <laughs> ring <laughs> hey look that's that's
1: a that's a compelling argument it's a compelling argument <laughs> but if but if you got a ring you got a ring like if 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 he, burrow has to match him to pass him he's got to match him to pass him well, and he This
3: is a fascinating argument. Fascinating might. argument. He looked so good against the Bills. And I think the thing that we didn't think enough about, about the Bills, is when Von Miller went down, yep. Yep. they went from one of the best pass rushes in the league to like 26 That's
2: right. in mm-hmm. the
3: league at getting pressure. Yep. So even with snow, without snow, so we're going to need to see uh, Chris Jones, like a big Chris Jones game, yep. for Joe Burrow to have any sort of limitations. Because otherwise, against you know, you've got multiple guys on uh, the secondary who are gone from the Chiefs now, uh, like Charverius Ward, who's no longer there. Yep. So I think the Bengals, if there's no pressure on on Joe Burrow and he has even a modicum of time, or not even really time, but just isn't under duress and on the run, I think he can shred this uh, this Kansas City secondary too.
1: I don't disagree. Other side. Niners Eagles I mean you want to talk about you know most people agree these are the two best rosters top to bottom in the NFL um what do you what do you uh what do you think happens here
3: God it's so hard it's so much harder for me to call this one because I feel like the Cowboys really should have beaten the 49ers
1: they should have. right I they, just,
3: they should have make no mistake and about I, it And I think that there's going to be you see how good the Eagles defense looks against the Giants and listen you know Daniel Jones didn't really have a chance, and Saquon didn't have much of a chance to do much on the ground. And I wonder how Shanahan is going to scheme seeing that film because if they're not going to be able to get Christian McCaffrey out in space, it's going to be a long day. But honestly, the way that Dak was able to move the ball even a little bit, I have to kind of give the edge to the Eagles because the defense is better than Dallas's, I think and I don't think you're going to get Jalen Hurts making the mistakes that Dak did. So I give the edge to, to the Eagles. I would probably play them under the three. It's two and a half right now. Yeah. Wouldn't love the three, but I could see, I could see this getting ugly too just wow. because it's kind of like the Brock Purdy, could Brock Purdy come down to earth? That's the only thing I question is how many points can San Francisco score against this Eagles defense when they couldn't really score against the Cowboys and they were at home. You know what I mean? Yep. With no weather concerns. It was a nice day. Now they're gonna be in a super hostile environment and Jalen Hurts looks really, really, really ready to go.
1: How about this? This is only San Francisco's third road game since Halloween.
3: Nuts. Yeah. That's nuts.
1: So I mean they have just been cozy. They have been they have been chilling at the crib. Um, and, and and I mean if you again we've been dissecting this this record with Brock Purdy and he's been passing the flying colors every week but every week you beat the you beat the Seahawks okay you beat the Dallas Cowboys who had been on the road for four straight weeks and clearly were exhausted and still probably should have beat you if not for the stupid Dak turnovers and the Mike McCarthy coaching but you did win the game so I give you credit for that this is about to be an entirely different breed what they are stepping into yeah. the environment the defense the uh, the stage right like i just think uh you know i know people will focus on jalen hurts and how he hasn't been here either but that defense has that that defense has some super bowl champs so i think uh yep. i think they're going to be ready for it trista appreciate you as always thank you trista. thank you
3: that was a that was a great time we'll uh we'll check back in on the show bet next tuesday
1: love it Well, yeah, to it we will I'll let you. Have a great Can't week. Can't wait, guys. Later. Holla. Thank you. All right, bye. She is Trista Crick, host of Bad MGM Tonight. She loves the Bengals. You love the Bengals. Why don't you guys just run off together with all your, you know, in a, in a, in a Joe Bur- Burrow jersey. Why don't you guys get, guys, go get uh, Joe well, Burrow matching do jersey?
2: Don't need to do that. Don't make, don't make this the world against John Martin. Like it's the world against like Mahomes.
1: It's the world against Mahomes, not no, me. No, it's you. Nobody believes this man's going to win this weekend. Not one person except me.
2: I think mean, you're the only one still in denial about Joe's greatness. He's great. But I think this is where this is he where has Patrick to lose. finally
1: gets him. He's got to. He's got to, man. Got to do it, Pat. I don't want to see Chad Henney out there, man. Live. drive for the championship is here and there is no better place to wager on that tilt than superbook sports superbook features the best menu of prop bets in the business and that is what that day is really all about check out their special odds boosts and promotions at superbook.com over three decades of odds making experience in las vegas there is no better place to wager than superbook sports win some money as one lucky team wins the championship. Download the Superbook Sports app today. Visit Superbook.com for terms, conditions, call again. Prom. Call 1-800-889-9789. I, I'm, I'm very unfamiliar with this, this version of Rihanna. What is this one?
0: This is Rihanna. Lift, lift me up. Lift from, me up. From, oh, lift Black me up. Panther, Wakanda, Forever. Oh,
1: uh, okay, okay. So it's new, oh, yeah. You, you
0: guys know, like,
1: my... Uh, any, anything past the year 2018, it's just it's a, it's hit or miss on whether I know it, you know, because my head's buried in the sand right now.
2: Yeah, you still listening to the last Halsey song?
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a banger, bro.
1: Yeah. The last Halsey song. She's was...
2: really moved up the ladder, hasn't
1: she? You? you really identified a star there, man. I did, brother. She's... Halsey's weird now, yeah. man. She got some things going. She got some. She needs some. Uh, maybe uh, I don't know. She needs. She got some things going on. Hey, her and Shannon
0: Sharp sitting courtside at Lakers games together. Mm. She was.
1: She has been at Lakers games. <laughs> she has for sure. But she has been very. her decorum much more appropriate. Yes. Than Shannon Sharp. Hey, it's gonna do it for us. That's right. Thanks, of course, to Trista Crick for joining us on the show today. Thanks to Jessica Bits for hopping on as well. Gina and Jeffrey, they're coming up as soon as we get off here. For Jason, and John. We're going.